Auzubillahiminashaitanirajim Bismillahirrahmanirrahim La ilaha illallah Muhammadur Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam I greet you my brothers and sisters with a noble and universal greeting the greeting of peace Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu Shukar alhamdulillah for the opportunity to be back here in Weinberg Park Road and I'd like to thank our Honorable Imam Mulana Noor Muhammad Kaji for giving me this opportunity my 128th Juma lecture Alhamdulillah 1450 plus years ago a message was being revealed on the planet a message that came from our Creator that came through and delivered by the most noble an honorable leader and guide to mankind which is our beloved Prophet and it came through the agency of Jibreel that is the Quran the Quran is a living miracle it's in your homes some of us read it and recite it but it was a message that was given to a people whose forefathers were not cautioned or guided and they were heedless. It's a message. And the message of the Quran is very simple. It's very, very simple. It's been a few months now that every night before I go to bed I read the Quran in English, even a few verses. And I'm beginning to understand this miracle that is the glorious Quran. That when it says that it is a guide to mankind, it really means it. When it says that it is a mercy unto mankind, it really means it. And when it says it's a healing for mankind, it really means it. I've been reading it with understanding. Not just reciting it, but reading it. You see, the Quran is to be understood by the believer. Because some of us might think, just recite it. Just recite it and as long as you recite it, it's okay. But it's a book of guidance. You're reciting, where is the guidance? Imagine if a verse came down to the prophet and the people and the verse said, stay away from gambling, stay away from alcohol, stay away from intoxicants. And the people said, we'll just say that verse, but we won't actually abide by that verse. So sometimes when you're reading the Quran in recital mode, you have no clue what you're reading. And you can't glean the guidance, and you can't glean the mercy, and you can't glean that healing that there is for you. The Quran was revealed over 23 years. So sometimes some of us may complete the Quran in a week, some of us even faster. And you'll be reading it. If you read the Quran, that took 23 years to come through that you might recite and understand in a week. So when you read it with that perspective, what is going on here? What is being said? You find that the Quran, the Quran is a very circular document. It's a very circular reading. It's the same thing over and over and over again. There's not a lot really except divine truth and guidance to humanity in the Quran and it's often very repetitive. So what is its message and guidance? It basically guides us to accept Allah and the last day. It invites humanity to understand that it has a creator. 
and its creator is worthy of worship. That's what the Quran is basically about. And it's telling the human beings that there is a last day. That we will be held accountable for how we are in this world. That this world is not the real world, the life of the hereafter, that is the home. This life is a temporary existence, the Quran says, to see how human beings behave. This world is a test to see how human beings behave. So the Quran tells us to believe in Allah and the last day. Because if you don't know about Allah in the last day and you just live your life, you could be lost in this world and when the time comes for account, you have no answer and it's over. So the Quran tells you basically that idea. That there is Allah worthy of worship, none other worthy of worship, and there is the last day. That you and I will meet our Creator, we'll be raised up again and we'll be answerable to Him. See, it tells us that those who have faith, who develop themselves spiritually, and those who improve themselves in conduct, those who purify their hearts, that is the most important thing for a human being to do while they are alive. Spiritual growth and personal development. That if you have a consciousness of Allah and you aspire to be closer to Allah in Tawheed, if you know there is only Allah worthy of worship, there are no gods but God. And if you know thee alone do we worship and thee alone do we turn to, there is nobody for us to turn to other than in Allah, we have no refuge. So it tells people that there is the creator of the created world. But when you are in the creation, in the created world, you forget that there is the creator. You forget you are a created being. You act like you were not created. You act like you are. But only Allah is, and because Allah is, we are. So it cautions people to not get stuck in and forget about truth, the divine reality, haq. The divine truth. The Quran presents the divine truth. Most of us who are not reading and understanding the Quran, we will think it's just a book to be read. Allah wants this book read. If you just read it, it's okay. Allah says no. That do you think you'll just say that you believe and you won't be tested? It's not enough to say you believe. Faith and good conduct is the currency and that is Tawheed, that is the worship of Allah, that is La ilaha illallah, and good conduct is the guidance of Islam, the Quran, and exemplified through the greatest human being, the greatest leader that ever lived, the beloved Prophet wasallam, the Sunnah. See, the Quran guides us back to Allah, and the Sunnah shows us how to live that connection with our Creator, and how to conduct ourselves in the world. And if you have faith, and you have good conduct, that's the only thing that really matters. In this world, you will have a good state. You'll have joy in this world. You'll live a fulfilled life. And in the world hereafter, for you, there is paradise. 
blissful return. So the Quran tells us it's only Allah in the last day that we must believe in and that good conduct with faith is the recipe for benefiting in the hereafter and those who align to that truth for them there is paradise and for those who do not a grievous torment awaits. That's the message of the Quran in a nutshell. You read it, it's the same thing over and over again. And of course, they tell you don't take alcohol. It says you are people to enjoin good and forbid evil. That the believers are people who are progressive in the world. They do not with their own hands destroy themselves. They are to consume what is lawful and what is pure. So the Quran tells us about Allah and it tells us how to live life that we may benefit in this world and in the world hereafter. The Quran is there to support us to grow spiritually and develop personally. If you're not growing spiritually, if you're not developing personally, you are a loser according to the Quran. You have to show growth. You have to show development. You can't just stay the same human being year after year until you die and think, okay, I said the Shahada. The Quran says this is life and death is created to see who are among the people who turn to Allah, who actually follow the natural way of fitrah. Life is created. So this is the message that was revealed then, still with us today in our homes. Shukr alhamdulillah. A living miracle, unchanged and untainted for us to read, to understand and to benefit. Not to just recite, but to read, to understand and to benefit. The Quran, the living miracle. It's there in your homes. See? There are four responses to this message. The first response was the kafirs. They denied out and out. What do you mean there's God? There's no God. We can't see God. There's no God. We deny no such thing as God. We live like only we exist and this world exists. We live not interested in God at all. We deny that we'll be raised up again. There's no such thing. How can you say that we'll be raised up again? When you die, you're in bones, in the grave. There's no raised up again and there's no accountability to Allah. There were those who out and out denied the message of the Quran. We would think... That here is a great human being bringing a great message. The people will run to him and rush to him and say, you are the prophet. You are the one giving us the guidance. Tell us about the Quran. We might think if the prophet was here today, we'd be rushing to him and we'd be following the Quran. I don't know. But sometimes we assume, you know, we assume as a therapist that I am, we assume that if we show people the truth, they will love it and they'll want it and they will take it and they will use it. Sadly, most therapists realize human beings don't really want to benefit themselves in their lives. They don't really want the truth. That assumption, I have to free myself of the belief that we here in this mosque or we in the society will love truth when truth is presented. I have to free myself of that assumption that human beings will love truth and love Allah and choose truth and they will choose to improve themselves. It's not so. I've had to come to the acceptance of that and it's a different day for me because I'm reading the Quran. 
The Quran is telling the Prophet, they will ridicule you the way they ridicule those before you. They will deny the message as they denied the message before. It's no good whether you tell them or you don't tell them, they will not take heed. Deaf, dumb and blind, they're not interested, don't waste your time. You are only a messenger but not a manager. See? We would assume a great human being with a great message, with a great teaching that will benefit you in this world and the next world will be rushed to. But there were those who denied it out and out. The kuffar. No God. No raised up again. No answerability to Allah. There's no such thing. And there was a second group of people. And they were the mushrikeen. They wanted to follow the ways of their forefathers. They wanted to worship the created world. Things within the created world. They did not want to accept or heed the oneness of Allah, the singularity, the unique and supreme one worthy of worship. They did not want to accept the divine reality that you and I are creations of the creator. And that we are in his cane every moment. And that for the believers we can invoke Allah and Allah responds to us. They did not want to receive it. They wanted to follow falsehood, worship carvings and worship idols and worship men and worship fire and worship everything. They wanted to focus exclusively on the created world. When we say la ilaha illallah, what are we saying? There is only Allah worthy of exclusive focus. When we say la ilaha illallah, we say only Allah is worthy of special attention. See, there were people who did not want to give Allah their attention. The kafirs and the mushriks wanted to give only their attention to the created world. They did not want to take time every day to become aware of their creator, establish a relationship with their creator and develop themselves. They did not want to do it, the mushriks. They followed falsehood. Read the Quran. They, followed, they started turning to things that had no benefit to them. And even Ibrahim says, why do you turn to things that have no benefit? Why don't you worship Allah and invoke him? Sufficient is he. He will respond to you. See, the message of truth is a divine reality. It's a divine reality. Allah is first. We can't even say we have a God because that suggests we exist to have a God. We don't exist if it's apart. Nothing exists apart from Allah. Only Allah is the unique and the supreme, the ever-living one, the uncreated creator of all things created, alone worthy of excessive feeling, excessive focus, excessive attention. Allah alone is worthy of obedience. What does that mean? It means you drop everything every day, at least a few times, and you begin to focus on Allah. That's what obedience to Allah means. You leave you, your upsets, your anger, this world, what's happening, what's not happening, your problems, your desires. Few times a day, you just drop it and you say, Allah, you are. Nothing exists besides you because you are everything else is. And you alone are worthy of attention. What is worship? It is special attention. See? A believer knows nothing in the world created is special. Only its creator is special. The believer knows that there is only Allah. And because Allah exists, there is the creation. There is no Allah and the creation. For there is only one that is the source. There is only one that is free of need. The creation needs Allah. There is only Allah, the ever-living, uncreated, ever-existing, the permanent. There is only Allah, the singularity, Tawheed. 
A lot of us don't even understand that one third of the Quran is about Tawheed. That's what I'm telling you about. How to actually go beyond, take your mind beyond this created world and put it on, how to put your attention on your creator. This is what the Quran is about. Take your attention beyond the created and put it on the creator. The third response, we said we had the kuffar, we had the mushrikeen. They were more interested in the things of this world. See? They're more thinking there's power in the world. If I got a good job, I'm okay. If I got a good career, I'm okay. If I got a man looking after me, I'm okay. If my children grow up and they look after me, I'll be okay. They're turning to the created world, the mushrikeen. They focus on something special in the world that has power. They think something in the world can benefit them. The mushrikeen was the second response. They said, forget it. We're not listening to you and we're not listening to the message of the Quran. We'll follow in the ways of our forefathers. The third response were those who said, we'll follow you, Prophet. The Prophet Muhammad, sallallahu we'll follow you. The Quran says, just open after Surah Fatiha, the next chapter. Off the bat, Surah Baqarah, it just starts. There are those who say, we believe in Allah and the last day. But they don't really believe. They don't really believe. They only lie to themselves, thinking they lie to Allah and the believers, but they only lie to themselves. In their hearts is a disease, and Allah expands that disease. The munafiks, those who say they believe in Allah, those who say they follow the beloved Prophet, those who say they read the Quran, those who say, but they don't really believe, because Allah says in the Quran, read it, read it while you are alive, Get somebody to explain it to you. There's nothing more important than experiencing the living miracle that Allah says He knows what is apparent, what people show, and what is concealed. You might think, I'm just showing I'm a Muslim. But Allah knows what is apparent, what is, seems to be, and what actually is. You can't lie to Allah. See, those who think they believe, but don't really believe, are called munafiks. When they are raised on the day, on the last day, they will not have nur. They will be told to go back. Don't proceed, basically. And the fourth category was the real believers. Those who actually believed in Allah and the last day. Those who live like faith and good conduct really matter. And they develop themselves spiritually and they develop themselves personally. And they live in this world for the hereafter. And they enjoy Allah's blessing in this world and the next. The believers live Iman. We're interested in dying with Iman. We're interested in being raised with Iman. We're interested in with our Iman to have gentle firdos. That's the real believer. Not, ah, I don't want to die. You know, we make dua for all sorts of things. Let's start making dua that the people have Iman. You know why? We can make dua for people, but if they don't have Iman, what good is that? Allah give them good health. Help the people. Give them Iman. But you must choose truth. Islam is not for everybody according to the Quran. It's for those who can hear truth and choose truth. In their hearts is a disease. Allah says the worst people are those who are spiritually deaf and dumb. The worst creatures. They can't hear. They can't hear. See, Allah says the mass of the people, what are they? Like cattle, nay worse, they are heedless. 
They can't hear. You, Allah says they have ear, eyes, but they cannot behold. They have hearts, but they cannot comprehend. They have ears, but they can't hear. So Islam is not for everybody. It's not. It's for those who are sincere in living the divine reality. In this world and in the world hereafter. That's who Islam is for. We got to choose that. You can't say Allah give, give us guidance. Allah has already given us the guidance. We must choose the guidance. You can't say Allah make us believers. You have to choose belief. That part Allah can't do. Allah can't make you choose truth. You have to choose it. You understand? You have to choose it. You can't say Allah, inshallah, Allah give us iman. Inshallah. Allah. That is like the mushrikeen and the kuffar and the munafiks. The believers take their position. La ilaha illallah, Muhammad Rasulullah. There's nothing in this world more important than our creator. Our creator is more important. We love Allah. Allah loves us. And we enjoy worshipping. We enjoy experiencing peace. One of the greatest gifts given to me is the experience of peace. Nothing in the world is more valuable than peace. Allah has guided me because I wanted guidance. And I can experience peace today. I enjoy worshipping Allah. I never ever thought in my life I'd ever say I'll enjoy worshipping Allah. But it is the greatest treasure, the best part of my day. If I don't drop everything and focus on my creator for that day, I'm like everybody else, lost in a trance. The Quran also tells us another very important thing. That there is shaitan and shaitan is an enemy and an enemy avowed. Do not worship shaitan. It doesn't say do not follow shaitan. It says do not worship shaitan. And there's plenty of dialogues you can read in the Quran between Allah and Shaitan. And basically, Shaitan says, I am going to go for humanity from all directions and I'm not going to leave them. But I know that those who surrender to you, those who submit to you, over them I will have no authority. Allah says, yes, you'll get the many multitude of them. But over those my servants who worship me, you will have no authority. Allah tells us that in this world, shaitan is going to lead you astray. Every one of us. And that we are to claim refuge with him. Before you enter the mosque, say a'uzu. Before you make wuzu, say a'uzu. Before you... You know, um, read the Quran, say a'udhu, claim the refuge with Allah. But if you're not a believer in Allah, you have nobody. You must first believe and experience your connection with Allah, then you can claim the refuge. If you are just in this world and only about what's happening in this world, and by the way, that's what shaitan does. I'm a professional human being with multiple degrees. When I'm telling you about shaitan, I'm not telling you because I learned in madrasa. I'm telling you because it's a fact. I can understand it, shukr alhamdulillah. That shaitan puts us into a trance. We don't realize it. We are in an everyday trance. You don't realize it. You get up in the morning, it's all about you. It's all about this world, like you've always been and like this world has always been. Guess who's doing that? Shaitan. You're already influenced. You don't even realize if you don't worship Allah, you go further and further away. And Allah leaves you to stray. Allah says only those who turn to Allah, He guides. He doesn't guide everybody. 
He guides those who turn to Him. Shukr alhamdulillah, I turn to Allah at least once every day. And because I turn to Him, He shows me, He guides me. He guides me to see where I'm in error. He guides me to see where people are in error. But before it wasn't like that. I got up like everybody else in a trance of me, of you, of this world as the only reality. That's shaitan. And you think, what's worship? Nothing. Ah, man, going up and down, reading, it's so boring. That's how I used to think. You think like that. But you don't realize you're left to stray. You don't even, you're not even aware I am straying. Allah says in their heart is a disease and we expand that disease. I didn't even know I was sick spiritually. I thought I'm very intelligent because I went to university, because I can make money, because I'm capable, because of something and something I'm okay in the world. But I was very sick. Like many of us don't even realize we are so spiritually sick we don't realize it. That's shaitan. You think, no, no, but I, I said la ilaha illallah. See? Shaitan will stop you from experiencing the divine reality, the divine truth. There is only Allah who has created creation in whose care we are. He is sufficient for us. That's the divine reality. You and I can do nothing. We don't exist to do anything. We can't do anything. All we can do is be aware of the greatness of Allah and we will be transformed. All we have to do is be aware of the graciousness of Allah and our lives will be transformed. You can't change yourself. You can't change anybody. Has it worked? You can't change your life. Has it worked? You can't change anything because that is shirk to believe you can do anything. You can do nothing. But what you can do is become aware of Allah and His unique and supreme power, greatness. You can. It changes you. You go beyond your mind and its focus in this world, that satanic trance that takes you into this world and makes this world real. You don't even know you are in a trance. You don't even know you're not in peace. You don't even know it. That's shaitan. Allah exists more real in my own hand. And if you can't be aware of Allah and experience Allah, you are in a trance, in a satanic trance, and you are kept there, and you're just living every day until you die. When that heart attack happens and the pain comes in your chest, oh, you will say, I wish, I wish, I wish I understood that book a little bit. You understand? Why don't you do it before that? Because of shaitan. That's why. You won't do it. We have right now the opportunity to become aware of the greatness of Allah. Right now we have the opportunity to become aware of the gracious nature of Allah. Right now we can connect with our Creator, but we won't do it. Why? Why do you think we won't do it? Why won't we wake up from the trances that we are in every day, getting up in the morning, going through the day, going to sleep at night? You're in a trance. Shaitan has got us gripped. You can't, you're not free enough. Many of us are not free enough to choose peace, to choose love, to behave like humane human beings. Our behavior is, some of us can't even talk about it. Why? Shaitan is an enemy of out. And we must claim refuge in Allah. But if you have no Iman, how are you going to claim refuge in Allah? The last two chapters of the Quran is about claiming refuge with Allah from Shaitan. The last two chapters, the first one is Alhamdu. The last two 
his kula why why is it so important people think i'll just i'll just read it it's very nice to read the four kuls it's better to understand it and live it See, we don't know, we don't know. Shaitan has already taken us. Many of us are gone. I don't know if some of us will be able to find our way back. That is the level and extent of being lost. We are so astray. Allah has left us to stray. Why? We're not interested in Allah. See, we're not interested in the divine reality. We're not interested in being like real believers who know that there is Allah, the Creator. We're not interested. We think we understand what worship is. So shaitan is an enemy avowed. And what does he do? He's got two tactics. One is to firstly keep you and your attention in the created world. And distracted by people and things. Keeps you distracted left, right and center. You feel strongly about the things of this world. So desirable. You feel strongly about the things of this world. So disappointing. Shaitan causes you to be impressed with the things of this world. Or depressed by the things of this world. As shaitan, there is only one worthy of focus, exclusive focus. There is only one worthy of special feeling. Nothing and nobody in the world is special. They're all created, including me and you. Only Allah is worthy of that attending, that attention. See? So shaitan keeps you in an everyday trance. You don't even realize it. That you think you are you, but you're not in peace. You're not in love. You're not in the experience of security. The Quran tells us, verily, in the remembrance of Allah, heart's experience, assurity. Alhamdulillah, that is my greatest achievement. I can die right now. I have achieved something. Alhamdulillah, through the grace of Allah. In my heart, there is assurance with Allah. Alhamdulillah. The most precious thing to me is that I can surrender before my creator and experience a peace of security that nothing in the world will give you. What will shaitan tell you? You will be okay when you get more money. That's what the trance. You're in a trance. I've done Shukr Alhamdulillah 12 sessions in Grassy Park Mosque where I'm teaching the people about this and people are coming to learn. They want to learn what is the believer's refuge. How can I claim the believer's refuge? How can I protect myself from my own nonsense? I want to see. And then many of us will think, but I'm an intellectual. I went to university. This is not for me. This is not for me. It's especially for you because you got brainwashed there. That there is no God. That you are special. You can heal. You can do things. See, the believer's refuge, Allah is guiding us. To him. And shaitan doesn't want you to get anywhere close to the awareness of Allah's greatness and his graciousness. Doesn't want you to. And he operates in a way that makes you think the world is special and things are special. But you don't know there's only one that is special. It's the creator of everything. Nothing else is. The peace. The peace. See? The peace. The security is only with Allah, not with anything. You believe when I have more money, when my wife listens to me, when my children grow up, whatever the nonsense you believe, you will be okay one day when it's a form of shirk. You're depriving yourself of experiencing okay rightness, okayness right now with Allah. You don't know. You don't know. You don't know. You're not worshipping. You don't know. You are not among the praise, those who acknowledge the praiseworthiness of Allah. You don't know. You're not among the, those who are not trusting in Allah. You don't know. You are not among those that are thankful in Allah. You don't even know what this means. You don't know. Why? 
Shaitan tells you it's not important to learn about worshipping Allah. It's not important for you to learn about praising Allah. It's not important for you to put your trust in Allah. Trust yourself and you've got a good degree and you've got a good business. Trust your business. Shaitan will tell you, oh, you, you're making shukar, shukar. You're not. You don't even know. You don't even know there's forgiveness to ask for. Don't know. So, basically, shaitan leads us astray. But Allah, when you read the Quran, says over and over again, what does Allah say? He's always merciful. He's always forgiving. We have to admit that we sin. We have to admit that we sin. Don't feel bad that you sin. Feel bad that you don't admit that you sin. Sinning is not the problem. Allah says, say to the believer, do not despair of the mercy of Allah. Allah says, Allah forgives all sins. Don't worry about sinning. Concern yourself with the fact that you don't even realize you're sinning. And that is the biggest sin. So shukr alhamdulillah. All praise, glory and thanks be to Almighty Allah. His choices, blessings upon our beloved Prophet sallallahu Shukran to our Mawlana Nur Muhammad Kaji for the opportunity to be here. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.